This is On and Off Your Mat Podcast, episode 179, Setting Boundaries for Protection and Connection. Are you experiencing feelings of resentment, frustration, or emotional exhaustion in your relationships? Or do you find yourself constantly saying yes to things you don't really want to do, or like your needs and desires are not being met or simply disregarded? If so, you're probably lacking boundaries, and today's episode is definitely for you. And if you think boundaries are like walls that completely shut others out or isolate you from the world, that's probably one of the reasons why you struggle setting them. So I hope you leave this episode understanding how boundaries protect you, but also how to set them to deepen your connections. In this episode, we'll cover what are boundaries and what they're not, why they're so important. You'll learn how to identify situations that require boundaries and how to know when your boundaries are being crossed. I will share my step-by-step to set boundaries and actionable tips on how to do it with not too much discomfort. So whether you're looking for ways to help you manage your sensitivity or ways to generally foster healthier relationships, I've got you all covered. Before we get to today's episode, I want to remind you if you're new here or if you're unsure about how sensitive you are, I have a quiz for you to discover your sensitivity profile. And with the results of the quiz, you will receive, just for you, tools to help you support your sensitivity according to your level and help you turn it into a superpower. So you'll have the link in the show notes for the quiz. And I also want to say thank you if you've reached out to me on Instagram about any of my solo episodes. I'm so glad they have been helpful and I love connecting with you guys. I would really love to chat or read your takeaways on today's episode, so either DM me or take a screenshot of the episode and share one of your takeaways on Instagram, making sure to tag at On and Off Your Mat Podcast. All right, let's get to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back. I am running my group coaching right now, The Sensitivity Reset, Releasing Overwhelm for a Happier Life, and we just spent a whole week working on boundaries. When talking with my clients on how difficult this can be, I realized I didn't have a podcast episode on this, so I thought it would be the perfect subject for our next one. So here we are. The first thing we think about when it comes to boundaries is around it being a guideline and a limit we set for ourselves and others in our life, which defines what is acceptable and what is not. But it's not only that. So understanding what boundaries are, are the first step to getting more comfortable into setting them. Boundaries also define how you want to interact with others and your expectations of any given situation. They help you communicate your needs and desires, and so get them met, and they establish a sense of ownership and responsibility over your own thoughts, emotions, actions, and use of personal space, because, of course, you can set boundaries for your own behaviors, right? By setting boundaries, you protect yourself from harm. Of course, that's the obvious one, but you also practice maintaining your sense of self, not losing yourself into others. And you learn to put yourself first and prioritize your own self-care for your well-being, whether it's mental, physical, or emotional. While you do that, 
you're respecting the needs and desires of others and you're being open to compromise and negotiation. So you can understand that boundaries are not meant as well, like we were talking about in the intro, and they're not a sign of you being selfish or uncaring towards others. Actually, they're being a sign of you caring for yourself and the relationships you're in. So imagine you have a beautiful house with a beautiful garden. The house is where you live. It's like your body. And the garden is your personal space. Just like your house and garden, your body and you have boundaries around you. You can think of these boundaries like an invisible fence that goes all around your house and your garden. The fence helps protect your house and your garden from things that you don't want to come inside. So it keeps you safe and it makes sure that you allow only what you want in that space. Inside your garden, then you can decide what kind of flowers, plant, or even gnomes you want to have if that's your thing. And your neighbor can decide in their own garden what they want to choose to have in there. You don't tell them what to put in their garden and they don't tell you what to put in your garden. Each of you has the freedom to make their own choices. But then if you have a tree that kind of crosses over the fence, you negotiate and you share the fruits. In the same way, your personal boundaries let you decide what kind of things you want and what kind of people you want to let in your life and in your personal space. You have the right to choose who you spend time with and what activities you engage in. Just like the fence around your house and your garden, your boundaries help you feel safe, respected, and in control of your own space. Now that we are clear on what are boundaries and what they're not, let's dive into why they're so important. Seriously, these bad boys can make a world of difference in your life. So let's get clear on why before we get to the how, shall we? Now, picture this. If you're a highly sensitive person who's juggling with a gazillion things, you might be feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders. Sound familiar? Well, setting boundaries could be one of your secret weapon. It's like having your very own energy-saving superhero cape. And by setting boundaries, you're conserving and protecting your precious energy and energy levels. It's like creating a little fortress of calm, even if it feels chaotic outside. Now, here's the juicy part. Clearly stating boundaries increases the likelihood of getting your needs met. Think about it this way. Let's say you're a dedicated yogi and you've got this serene yoga practice that nourishes your soul. By communicating your boundary of needing uninterrupted yoga time, you're more likely to find that peaceful space to flow and breathe and connect to this practice than if you don't say anything to anyone about it. Now, let me tell you, setting boundaries isn't just good for your mental and emotional well-being. It's also kind of a health issue, right? It's like taking a big old dose of prevention against resentment, the effect of stress on your body, and burnout. Because boundaries are going to help you to manage your time, your energy, and your resources more effectively so you can dodge that overwhelm and burnout bullet. You're creating that precious space for rest, for recharge, and to take care of yourself as you need. And here's a bonus too. Boundaries are like your personal bodyguards. They can help you protect your physical and emotional safety, but they can also help you get out of situations that are potentially 
harmful or even uncomfortable, not in the sense of like you're not stepping out of your comfort zone, but in the sense of like this is not yet dangerous, but this uncomfortable feeling is telling my nervous system I should do something about this and move along. So by setting clear boundaries, you can gracefully exit stage left and avoid the unwanted drama or unnecessary drama. It's like having your own bouncer at the door, keeping negativity that's not needed for growth outside. But here's the thing. If you let people walk all over you and disregard your needs, you're going to feel more frustrated than trying to entangle your favorite skinny chain necklace that's been, you know, sitting at the bottom of your jewelry box for a few months. Trust me, that's no fun. That's where boundaries come in to the rescue once again. They can establish clear expectation and mutual respect in your relationship. By communicating your needs and boundaries effectively, you're creating a safe space where trust and healthy communication can thrive. So boundaries can actually bring you closer. Because if you're opening yourself to share what you need and your expectations and what you want, then the people in your life can actually come and meet you there and see you for who you are and understand you for what you need. And you can open and be a bit more vulnerable and intimate with them. Last but not least, boundaries help you establish a stronger sense of self. Because when you don't set boundaries, it's like sending a signal to the universe that your needs and your values aren't really important. And that can lead to a serious case of low self-esteem and self-worth. Yikes, right? But Don't worry, because boundaries are here again to save the day. By setting boundaries around what you will and will not tolerate, you're proclaiming to the world, hey, I am valuable and my needs matter. This energy also teaches your partner, your family, and your friends how to treat you because you show how you treat yourself. So in summary, boundaries can help you decrease your overwhelm, your stress, your burnout. They can help you avoid harmful and uncomfortable situations. They can help you remove resentment and frustration from your relationship while improving intimacy. And they can help you build your self-esteem and your self-worth. So even if they're uncomfortable for a few minutes, can you see how they're really worth it? Now, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of setting boundaries, let's take a little detour and talk about when we actually need to set a boundaries and look at different types that we can employ. You might be wondering, how do I know if I need to set a boundary right now? Well, let me give you a few signs to keep an eye out for. First and foremost, if you often find yourself feeling drained and overwhelmed after spending time with certain people or in certain situations, that's a big clue that you're in desperate need of boundaries. Another red flag is if your needs and desires are being disregarded or if you feel like someone is taking advantage of you. These situations call for well-defined boundaries. So practice paying attention to any feeling of resentment, frustration, or exhaustion. Those act like little alarm bells telling you it's high time to establish some boundaries. Trust your instinct and always remember that you deserve to have your needs respected and your energy protected. Now let's tackle the topic of boundary violation. Boundaries can be spoken or unspoken, but it's crucial to be aware of when they're being violated. Violation can come in various forms from super subtle to completely outright. So how can you tell if your boundaries are being crossed? Here are some telltale signs to keep in mind. 
Number one, you feel some discomfort or some unease around certain individual or in specific situation. And that's a clear indication that your boundaries are probably being violated. Trust those gut instinct and pay attention to that uneasiness and tension in your body. Number two, emotional distress. Boundary violation often triggers strong emotional reaction, particularly anger, resentment, frustration, or like a deep sorrow, sadness. If you find yourself experiencing intense emotional response when interacting with someone or in a certain context, that's a sign that maybe a boundary has been crossed. Number three, you're feeling drained or depleted or exhausted. So when your boundaries are not respected, it's not uncommon to feel emotionally or energetically drained. So if you have interactions or situations that leave you feeling completely exhausted or depleted, that's usually a sign that you need more boundaries there. Number four, resentment or more like bitterness, right? Unresolved boundary violation can breed feelings of resentment and bitterness towards that person. So if you have people in your life that you often feel resentment for, I would look there to see if maybe the boundaries have been repeatedly crossed with that person. Number five, if you feel like you have a lack of autonomy or control in your life, if someone is like disregarding your boundaries and you're losing that sense of control or you feel like you're being manipulated into actions that, especially actions that contradict your desires and your values, if you're feeling like you're being overpowered or undermined in your decision-making process, you're probably lacking boundaries and you're letting someone else kind of hold on to the wheel. Number six, if you're in frequent conflict or tension, right? If you remember that they can bring emotions of like anger, frustration, resentment. If you feel like there's continuous conflicts or tension in your relationship and your interactions are based in these emotions, then that's a sign that there's boundary violation happening. If you're constantly like finding yourself clashing with others over personal space, emotional needs, or differing opinions, those are all signs that maybe you need to look into it. Last one would be feeling unheard or invalidated, right? Boundaries can also be about your mind and boundaries violation can involve being dismissed a lot, like for your thoughts, your feelings, your opinion, like you're not smart, you don't matter, or feeling like your voice isn't being heard, you're being ignored. Those are signs that your boundaries are probably not being respected. Now, you need to remember, though, that everyone has different tolerance and different tolerance level for boundary violation. And what might feel like a violation to one person might not feel like that for another. So you have to really trust your own feelings and reaction in recognizing when your boundaries are being crossed. And if you notice any of these signs, take a moment to reflect on the situation and consider setting a new boundary or reinforcing your boundary that you already had to safeguard your well-being a little bit better. Okay, now let's look at a few examples of boundaries you can use, you can set if you feel like they're being crossed. So let's take an example of physical boundaries, right? Imagine you are in a crowded space and someone just keeps bumping into you. First, ouch. Second, annoying. So when you feel like your body's hurting or you're starting to have a negative emotional response, like being annoyed, being frustrated, then you know it's time to set a physical boundary. And you deserve your personal space. So in a friendly voice, something like, hey, could you give me a little bit more room? Can work wonders. 
you don't have to bark orders at them, right? To give you more space and you don't have to tell them how inconsiderate they are. That's not how we set boundaries. Another example, let's say you're talking to a friend, but there's a lot going on in the space, like you're in a busy coffee shop. You could say something like, especially if you're highly sensitive, that's for you. <laughs> it's hard for me to focus on what you're saying because it's so loud and crowded in here. Can we go somewhere quieter instead? Right? So you're expressing your need for quiet space, but you're also taking care of them because like, you want to be present and hold space and really listen to what they're saying. Let's look at an example with emotional boundaries now. So we all have those friends that we love, but when we spend time with them, they unload their trouble onto us constantly. And I agree, it's important for you to be there for them, but you also need to protect your own emotional well-being in the process. So setting an emotional boundary might sound like, I really love you and I really care about you, but I need some space today, right? Or can we set aside a specific time to chat about this issue, this difficult situation, this stuff? Or I know things are hard right now and I'm here for you, but I need to leave at this time if we hang out today. Or can we go on a walk while we talk, right? So like taking care of your own self while you support someone else. Let's do one last example. When someone is asking you to do something that you don't want to do or something like want to talk about something you don't want to talk about, that's also emotional boundaries. And you can say something as simple as like, I'm not really comfortable discussing this topic right now. Can we talk about something else? Right? Okay, let's talk about time boundaries. Life can get crazy busy, right? So if you're feeling overwhelmed, that's probably a sign that you need a boundary too. You need a little bit of me time, right? So you can say, I've got a lot on my plate right now and I need some rest. I can't take some extra tasks at the moment, let's say at work, or I can't do overtime this week, right? Or... Like, I'm happy to help. Like, let's say a friend is moving or whatever they're doing. I'm happy to help, but I can only commit two hours today. Is that okay? So those would be examples of, like, boundaries around your time and at the same time your energy, right? Next, let's look at relationship boundaries. Sometimes people may overstep their boundaries without even realizing it. Maybe your partner is always kind of snooping through your things So that would be an example of like, it's time to establish a relationship boundary. And that might look like, I love you, but I also need my personal space and I value privacy, right? I would really appreciate if we respect each other's boundaries and keep our trust intact and instead communicate any fear or doubt or, right, like and get reassurance. Another example might be if you're spending all your free time with your partner, that might be a sign that you need some boundaries. So it could be something like, I love you, but I need some alone time today or right now. Last but not least, let's look at work boundaries. We all want to be rock stars at our jobs, but we also need a healthy work-life balance. So if your coworkers are constantly piling tasks on, it's the time to set a boundary and you can say to your boss, like, I'm committed, but I need to maintain a balance or I can't constantly stay up late, but I'm happy to find a solution that works for all, right? Or I need to take a break and disconnect from work after hours. I will not respond to your emails at night or during the weekend. 
So remember that setting boundaries is not about being mean and it's not about pushing people away. It's about lovingly doing what you need to do to take care of yourself while maintaining respectful relationship. Now, even with saying this, I know they don't seem easy, they don't seem fun, and chances are the ones that were modeled to you we're on the unhealthy side of the spectrum. So let's look at what healthy versus unhealthy boundaries might look like. You can picture healthy boundaries as a magical force field that helps you navigate life with a bit more grace and self-respect. They have a few characteristics to them. One, they're clear and they're assertive, meaning they're not vague, they're not ambitious, and they are communicated in a way that is respectful for both your needs and the needs of others. Number two, they're respectful. We just kind of started to say that, meaning that they respect both you and the other person and also meaning that they're not overly rigid or controlling and they allow for that flexibility and compromise when needed. Number three, they are consistent over time, meaning they're not constantly changing or shifting and they are maintained even in the face of external pressure or expectations if they're still right. Number four, they're protective, right, of your physical, emotional well-being. That's pretty self-explanatory. Number five, they help you get closer to that other person. They bring more intimacy and vulnerability in the relationship. Let's talk now about the not-so-healthy side of the boundaries, can be a little wonky, you know. They can swing to extreme, either being like way too rigid or way too wobbly, like a Jenga tower on the verge of collapsing. Rigid boundaries are like building an impenetrable fortress around yourself, and that will keep others at a distance. It might give you a false sense of safety, but in the long run, it will lead to isolation and it will lead to a lack of connection and to loneliness. On the flip side, your boundaries can also be too porous and kind of leaky, right? Where they leave you constantly compromising your needs, lacking self-respect, and feeling like a doormat for others. So unhealthy boundaries are the opposite. They're not clear. They're not assertive, right? They're vague or they're passive. It can make it really difficult for others to understand your needs and expectations. And these kind of boundaries... They lack self-respect and they open you up to manipulation. An example would be like, I know you keep boring my stuff without asking, but it's okay. You can use it whenever. That's too porous. Like if you're mentioning it, chances are you don't like that they borrow your things all the time, but you're being like too soft and you're trying to be nice about it. Another example would be, I don't like it when you criticize me, but I guess I'll just have to deal with it. That's like way too passive, right? You're kind of saying that you don't like something, but you're also giving them permission to continue to do that, which is not really helpful. They can also lack respect for the other person, right? If they're overly rigid or if they're overly controlling, if they're disregarding the needs and the feeling of the other person, they will create tension and conflicts in your relationship. An example would be like, I will never tolerate any changes in our plans. You must always stick to the exact schedule I've set. That's too rigid. Like, life happens. And another example would be, I don't care if that's what you want. It's silly and it's unnecessary, right? Lacking respect. So like if someone is trying to tell you what they need and you're like, 
nah, that's stupid. That's actually setting an unhealthy boundary, saying that you're not going to respect what they're requiring. Unhealthy boundaries are also unclear, inconsistent, and changing depending on your moods or external pressure. So this can make it difficult for others to understand what's acceptable and not acceptable. And this over time will hurt your relationships, right? So an example would be like, sometimes I'm okay with you canceling plan last minute, but other times it really upsets me. That's really unclear and inconsistent. Like, how do I know if I don't respect that boundary, what's going to happen? How do I know if you're going to be upset or not? I can't, I can't figure things out, right? I just have to wait and see. And that's not a good place to be in your relationship. But don't worry, we can learn to establish healthier boundaries, boundaries that are clear, assertive, respectful, that embrace our own autonomy and allow us to practice self-care and self-respect. Boundaries that are flexible and customizable and changeable based on the individual needs and circumstance over time. So to rise up to the challenge, let's look at how to set those healthy boundaries, how to nurture well-being, and how to create beautiful dance of give and take in our relationship. It all begins with reconnecting to your values and needs because they are the foundation of what you're going to communicate. You see, boundaries can be challenging for everybody, but especially for highly sensitive people because we often find ourselves disconnected from our true selves, a little bit numb to our own desires and limit. So that's one reason, not the only one, but that's one reason. So to get started, step number one is building self-awareness around what truly matters for you in your life, around what you need and what your needs that have been unmet in the past are, and how you feel and react when those needs are not met. If you find this very difficult, you can refer back to episode 93, a three-step guide to being more yourself and you'll get more guidance and journaling questions in there to help you reflect on what you want and what you need in life. Now on to step number two. When you're navigating those tricky conversations and setting boundaries, it's crucial to get yourself in a ventral state. In case you need a refresher, you can go back and listen to my episodes on the nervous system, especially 121, nervous system 101, and number 142, your emotions and your nervous system. When you're in that calm and connected space, then you can use emotional regulation skills we've discussed to manage your own emotion. Maybe add episode 128, tools to regulate your nervous system in there. And that will support you in the challenging conversation. Remember, the more calm, connected, open-hearted you are, the easier the conversation is going to go because you're not going to come from a place of fear and frustration and anger. You're not going to come with the energy of fight or run away. You're going to come with the energy of connection, which is very different. And no matter how challenging the subject is, it will be easier to have that conversation with that person if you're in that state. Hopefully they come and they match your energy there as well. Here are a few tips for effective communication when we're about to like set those boundaries. One, choose active listening over problem solving and defending yourself. You see, problem solving and defending comes from that place of sympathetic response, come from that fight or flight energy, while active listening allows for genuine connection. 
So fully engage in the conversation, pay attention to both verbal and nonverbal cues, and seek to understand the perspective and the feelings of the other person involved. And here's the kicker. Resist the urge to prepare your next response while the other person is talking. Instead, embrace curiosity, empathy, understanding. Try to put yourself in their shoes, acknowledging their feelings, their experiencing, really like being there and present. And when it's your turn, you're not having to prepare to fight. Like you're not having to have a better argument or to prove them something. You're just sharing both of you and you're being there for each other. Last thing, even when you think you know what's best for them, refrain from telling them what to do. That's not your role here, right? You are not trying to fix anything other than set a boundary for yourself, but you're not trying to control their action. And I know this can seem like counterintuitive and you might feel like setting boundaries is a way to control what others do, but they're not. So remember this, it's not about that control and it's not even about you. Like if you're having a very difficult conversation, try not to internalize criticism or negative feedback and don't take it upon yourself to fix everything. It's really crucial to separate the facts from the interpretation and to be kind and compassionate towards yourself. Basically, it's a reminder, and I've had that conversation with my clients this week, that you're not accountable for other people's emotional reaction. And if you set a boundary and it makes someone else's react and have an emotional reaction, it's not your fault and it's not the boundary's fault, is their thoughts and feelings around that boundary. And that is often a sign that like the boundary is actually stopping them from something they want to do that would be crossing the line with you right? Otherwise they wouldn't get annoyed and angry with you. So all you can do is focus on managing your own emotional well-being because that's within the realm of your responsibility. And when it's time to express your boundaries, embrace that assertive communication. And this also means like expressing your thoughts, your feelings, your needs, and your boundaries in a clear, direct manner. I really like to use the I statements, right? Taking ownership for your experience without resorting to blame and to attack. For instance, saying something like I feel or I need instead of you make me feel. Can you feel the difference between those two? And this is all like the pre-work, right? The things do you have to work before you actually set that boundary. And then when it's actually time for the boundary, let's go back in your mind to the definition, like that main part, which we talked about limit of what is acceptable or not. And then also boundaries are a way to maintain our sense of self and a way to support our well-being and a way to establish expectation and standards. So let's start in reverse with expectation and standards because I think those are the more gentle and the easiest boundaries to set, in my opinion. So here's an example. With one of my partners in the past, if I was ever voicing something that was disappointing, scary, or made me angry, he would go straight into solution mode and try to fix the problem for me. When most of the time, that's not really what I needed. It was well-intentioned, but it made me feel unseen, right? It didn't really work. 
So I learned to preface the conversation with what I was hoping to get out of that conversation. So let's say I could say, hey, I'm feeling disappointed and I'd like to talk it out. I'd like to vent. I'd like to hear myself out loud. I'd like for you just to hear what I have to say, but I'm not looking for solutions yet. Are you available to listen? Are you available to help me figure out why I feel this way or what am I feeling? So I'm establishing here the expectation of what I want, what I don't want, and then I'm asking them permission, consent to participate in that. Oftentimes with this kind of gentle boundary, you don't need to go further. And it's only if the other person is not holding their end of the agreement that then you will need to go further, right? If they continue to offer solutions and are not actually listening to you, then you might have to go to the next level, which is to set boundaries to maintain your sense of self and to support your own well-being. So in this case, it might look like, okay, listen, I need to get grounded. I need to move energy through my body before we can continue this conversation and talk about solutions. Let me get my journal. Let me get some movement in so I can clear my mind. I need to calm down, aka bring myself out of sympathetic or dorsal before we can talk about all of this. Can you give me 5, 10, 15 minutes and then we can pick this back up? right? So by setting this boundary, you're not only taking care of yourself, but you're also entering open communication by saying what you're expecting in the moment. Now, if this is still not working, right? That person is still like in your space and they're still trying to fix the problem for you, or they're getting emotionally like angry and annoyed with you because they're like, well, I'm just trying to help you. Like if they're having their own emotional reaction, then we go to the last part of the definition of boundaries, which is to set a limit. If the two previous steps have not worked, I use this formula. If you do X, I will do Y. It's not about ultimatum. It's about establishing consequences for certain behavior. I mean, there are always consequences already. That's just the way the world works. In this case, it's just that you're letting them be known and be expected. So an example would be if you yell at me, I will walk away until we're both more calm, meaning yelling at me, it's not acceptable. So if you do X, I will do Y. I will walk away. With that, we go back to setting expectations. At the same time, we're taking care of ourselves and we're setting a limit. So with this last one, it might feel a little bit more rigid. We're at the point where we've tried the two more gentle one and they haven't been respected. So we need a little bit of a firmer kind of stand, right? Now, one final reminder on this. It's important to recognize that, again, I know I said this before, but I want you to hear it. You cannot control the behavior of others. If you're setting unrealistic or too rigid expectation, that would only lead to disappointment and conflict. So you need to adapt these techniques to your unique situation and practice with in mind the idea that you're trying to foster healthier relationships and you're trying to take care of yourself. You've got this. (laughs) Today, we've talked about a lot. We've talked about understanding boundaries, their importance, recognizing the need for them, identifying when boundaries are being violated, 
and how to make the difference between healthy and unhealthy boundaries and then actually how to set them. This is not something that I was taught until I was like way <laughs> into a grown adult. So it's never too late to learn them, but it will be helpful for you, I promise. At first, it might seem counterintuitive that setting boundaries can bring us closer to others instead of pushing them away. But when boundaries are set and communicated effectively, they can enhance your relationship and deepen your connection with others. I hope you can see that now. Now, if you need more help with this, I have two one-on-one -on -one coaching spots open right now, and I'd be happy to work with your body and your nervous system so it gets easier and easier for you to set boundaries. You can also get on the wait list for the next round of the Sensitivity Reset if a group format is better for you or your wallet. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already done so, please leave a review for this episode or the podcast in general on iTunes. It truly helps people find the podcast. And if this episode has helped you in any way, it will help other people find it. So you can help even one person feel better. You'll find the show notes for this episode at ericabelanger.com slash 179 for all the info you need, the quiz, the links to the episode I've mentioned, or my contact for coaching and the waitlist link for the sensitivity reset. Before you go, I just want to say a last thank you to the growing team behind this podcast and their support in making this possible. And this includes all our premium members. Thank you guys. Once again, thank you for listening. See you next Monday.